If you've been around sports or healthcare in any capacity, most likely you have come across an athletic trainer at some point in your lifetime. Whether that might have been as a player yourself, as an athlete yourself, as a coach, as a parent, even just as a sports fan, you've probably seen or heard or been exposed to some type of situation where an athletic trainer was providing healthcare or providing services for an athlete. And that's the topic of today's episode. My little part in advocating for the athletic training profession, being an athletic trainer myself, and every March is National Athletic Training Month. So this is a great time to share some of the great things that my mentors, my colleagues, what you see in the world of sports, how athletic trainers contribute behind the scenes to making sure that the athlete can perform, is safe when they're doing it, and also provide so much other support to all of the athletes, teams, and even healthcare facilities in non-traditional settings. So listen into this episode, and if you know an athletic trainer yourself, be sure to thank them and show some appreciation during National Athletic Training Month. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multi-dimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the HNL Movement Podcast. For all of my listeners out there, thank you for tuning in to this episode. For all of my new listeners, you are in the right place to hear about all these topics and tips and resources that really help us to optimize our performance. For all of my returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode. And for all of you listening out there, be sure to check back on all of the previous episodes. You can find the library of content on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And also be sure to check out my YouTube channel. There's a lot of clips of the guest interviews, short video highlight clips that matches the audio content that you've been listening to. In addition to my YouTube channel, be sure to check out my social media accounts. Everything across the board can be found at HNL Movement, even my YouTube channel as well. And you can also check out my website for more information as well. And my website is hnlmovement.com. But what I really want to talk about today, today's topic is National Athletic Training Month. I can't believe that it's already the second half of March. The year is flying by. I hope everyone's doing well as the first quarter of 2023 is rapidly coming to a close. Summer is rapidly approaching and the weeks and months again, they just seem to fly by faster and faster as the years go on. But what I want to talk about today is National Athletic Training Month. And every March is a great time to go thank the athletic trainers who have helped you in some shape or form, show some appreciation to them, and also advocate for the profession. And even if you're not an athletic trainer, obviously athletic training has done a lot for me and my career professionally. So I'm always trying to advocate for the profession. But even for athletes out there or people who have worked with athletic trainers, it's a great way to advocate for the athletic training profession because there are a lot of unique skill sets and unique strengths that we bring to the healthcare profession. And all of the athletic trainers I know really love what they do. They're very supportive in whatever they need to do to contribute to that team atmosphere to help not only sports teams, but just help people take care of their health, help them rehab, help them to recover, help to just spread awareness and knowledge and resources to also prevent injuries as well. So again, what I'm encouraging everyone to do is just go thank and show appreciation to your athletic trainers that you know out there. And athletic trainers, typically when they're doing a great job, when things are going very smoothly, 
they're behind the scenes workers. So when things go super smoothly, you typically don't even realize that an athletic trainer was there doing all of these things behind the scenes. Unfortunately, when things happen, injuries, traumatic injuries, life or death injuries, that's when athletic trainers do have to do their job, do what we're trained to do, but that's when the press, media, everything around you, it just generates more awareness to our role as a healthcare provider. And we saw that recently last fall, right, in the NFL season when DeMar Hamlin had his cardiac arrest event on the field, very scary situation. He took that blow to the chest and had that commotional cordis incident, which is extremely rare again. But you could see how fast the Buffalo Bills athletic training staff, sports medicine staff jumped into action and do exactly what the emergency action plan calls for. They initiated all of the care that needed to be given and people got some insight into what an athletic trainer has to do as far as emergent care. And I believe the assistant athletic trainer that was performing CPR on the field was Denny Kellington. And that is a great attribute to him jumping into action immediately. And again, it's one of the many things that athletic trainers have to be trained to do to jump into these emergent situations that need medical response. But even beyond that, athletic trainers wear so many different hats to play that supporting role in that healthcare and medical team. But again, with that scary situation, Denning Kellington, that's we applaud him, he did a great job. He did what he was trained to do. He could recognize things quickly because you know that's what we're also doing on the sidelines. We're not just watching the game, but we're watching for athlete safety. So all of that immediate response and just seeing the players over and over again to recognize that this is not just your normal hit based off of how the athlete DeMar fell to the ground. All of these things, this is something that athletic trainers do years and years of preparation just to be able to respond in this matter when this type of situation does occur. So again, to advocate for the profession a little bit, athletic trainers wear many different hats and our scope of practice is extremely broad, which at times it can be very challenging for the athletic trainer and the professional to gain all the experience necessary to excel in all of these areas. If you just look at the scope of practice for athletic trainers and what we need to know to be board certified and what we need to keep up with with continuing ed, there's actually six domains. And this is just to share a little insight, just so people understand that athletic trainers are not just the people on the sidelines watching the games. They are all doing a lot more things behind the scenes and the six domains that they are helping the athletes with and looking over the entire healthcare and supporting that sports medicine team and physicians are the first one is prevention. So prevention of injuries, prevention of illnesses, diseases, healthcare. The second one is clinical evaluation and diagnosis, specifically a lot with sports and orthopedic injuries, but also being able to manage and recognize when there's general medical conditions, illnesses, things like that. The third thing is immediate care. What I just kind of spoke about, that on-field emergent care, whether that's a sprain or strain, to life-threatening events. We have to be able to provide that immediate emergent care. The fourth domain is treatment, rehabilitation, and reconditioning. So again, making sure that after injuries, especially after people are recovering and returning back to sports, that we provide that adequate transition to get them back to start to do strength and conditioning again, to start to train with the team, practice, and of course, be in condition and prepared to compete in games. 
And then the fifth domain is organization and administration. So a lot of behind the scenes, paperwork things, documentations of when we evaluate injuries, documentation to make sure that we're following the best practices. There's a lot of admin duties that go on behind the scene that help us to do what we're trained to do and help us to do our jobs and make sure that we're offering the best care possible. And then the sixth and final domain is professional responsibility. And that is not only carrying ourselves professionally, but making sure that we're educating people, advocating for the profession, helping the profession to grow in the future. So you can see there's a lot of different things. And you can see even though there's six broad categories, within each category, there's so many things that we have to account for, try to gain experience, keep up with education, and just have adequate training on. So there's a lot of things. The scope of athletic trainers are very broad, but also that's one of the ways that we're usually the first line of defense or front lines to interact with the athletes athletes so that we know when something is wrong and we can help to guide them or refer them to the adequate professional in the sports medicine team. So athletic trainers, we have so many things that we are actually doing on a day-to-day basis. Aside from just watching and going to games and practices, we have to make sure that we're keeping track of all of the athletes that are under your care. So that is in general, athletic training. For more information, you can always go to nata.org and you can read more about what athletic trainers do. For future aspiring athletic trainers, you can check out the website and also see what's the steps to get into an accredited athletic training program, what do you have to do to graduate with a degree and also become a board certified athletic trainer. So there's so many things that athletic trainers do and it's just trying to generate and garner more awareness out there to appreciate all of the athletic trainers that you are exposed to. And again, use this month and even beyond this month to just show appreciation, thank them for everything that they have done for you, for your friend, for your kid, for whoever it is that the athletic trainer took care of. Now along those lines, I know that was a brief spiel of what we do as athletic trainers, but I know a lot of excellent athletic trainers that I've gotten to work with personally, colleagues, people that have supported me as I was going through my education and even early in my career and still continue to support me through this day. And I know a lot of athletic trainers who work extremely hard, are excellent at what they do, and often go above and beyond what their job description or what their job calls for. And I feel that often, and of course, this is not across the board, but I do feel many times that athletic trainers may be undervalued. It's something that they're expected to do all of these types of things. And sometimes because athletic trainers are typically on a salary, it kind of gets taken for granted sometimes. And for me, this is just me sharing some of my insights and my opinions. And I know that athletic trainers bring so much more to the table when it comes to taking care of the athletes, to helping them to perform well on their field, to helping them to care for injuries, helping them to recover after games. I know many athletic trainers who go above and beyond to make sure that they're caring for their athletes to the best of their abilities. And for those of you that have followed me throughout my career, throughout this podcast, I didn't really know what athletic training was until it was relatively late in my education. I didn't know what an athletic trainer was until I was a senior in college. So I was about 22 years old probably, and I didn't know what an athletic trainer was or even that this was a profession. And since then, that's when I started volunteering, getting experience. You know, I eventually went to graduate school to get my master's in athletic training. And I've been around the athletic training field for about 15 years now. And I've been certified for about 10 years now. And I've seen how the athletic training, sports industry, 
All of this has evolved over the past decade. And I've been fortunate to interact and be mentored by some excellent athletic trainers, people that I still look up to to this day. And I can see how much work they've put in their entire career to pave the way for future generations of athletic trainers. And part of this episode for me to advocate for the athletic training profession, I hope to see this growth and this pattern continue in the future. So we attract more future aspiring athletic trainers going through programs and doing all of the great things that will help to cater to many people and athletes and help them to perform their best. And with that in mind, I just want to mention a couple more things. And these are just things, my opinions, my insights. Again, this is not across the board, but it's at least what I've seen throughout my career is that with athletic trainers going above and beyond and providing all of this excellent care, you would hope to see that, that the value of athletic trainers to continue to go up because we play a instrumental role in supporting the healthcare and supporting the sports medicine staff. And some of that is not only with value of attracting more jobs, creating more positions, understanding when athletic trainers are short staffed and in order to provide the level of care that meets the standards of the growing fields of athletics, making sure that we're not stretching athletic trainers thin. We're not overworking them, right? Hiring the adequate amount of staff, but also making sure that things like pay are competitive. All of the athletic trainers I know, they're athletic trainers because they truly just love to be around sports and love to help people. But at the same time, you have to be able to survive financially. It has to be competitive with other healthcare professions. And I think all of these types of things, they do play a role in the big picture, complex picture of what helps to generate future generations of athletic trainers is that we need to make sure that all of these things are being addressed so that we can attract, again, future candidates, students who want to do this job, and making sure that these positions are available, they're highly valued, the compensation is fair, all of these types of things. And, you know, compensation for athletic trainers has always been a widely talked about issue, especially during my career as an athletic trainer. It's always trying to make sure that we're compensating fairly. And what I wanted to point out, and this again is, I know it's not across the board. I know it has been getting better. I know there's a lot of people that are advocating for this, but hopefully this can just share a little insight and information. I just did a quick Google search with some of the statistics from when I was like a student going through my master's program as well. And I found some of the statistics for the average salary for athletic trainers. Uh, This was nationwide. Back in 2008, it was actually the average salary for athletic trainers across all levels, all states nationwide was around $44,000. In 2011, that's when I first got into my master's program. 2011, the average salary was about $51,000 across the nation. And now 12 years later in 2023, the average salary of athletic trainers across the nation are around $52,000 or $53,000. So you can see that the growth financially, and yes, there's been major global events like COVID kind of hit and you know that threw a wrench in all sports. But at the same time, over the past decade, 10 to 12 years, sports has exponentially grown. There's a lot more leagues, there's a lot more athletes, there's a lot more things that athletic trainers need to do and a lot more sports coverage that needs to be covered, right? So all of these types of things, hopefully you see that as sports continues to grow, that the profession and field of athletic training also continues to grow. 
And for where I am in my career, I know that a lot of the previous generations that have paved the way, created more opportunities for athletic trainers, advocated for pay raises, advocated for better work-life balance, whatever it may be, they've really done a lot to help to pave the way to give more opportunities to the athletic trainers that are working right now. And I hope that that can continue to perpetuate that cycle. Because again, the profession has to find a way to make it financially attractive, right? You can't be going into a graduate program going significantly in debt and your salary coming out as a new grad is very low. You can't even pay off your student loans, right? That doesn't make sense. Also work-life balance. The profession can't continue on if everyone is spread super thin, overworked, we're short-staffed all the time. So those are some of the things that I think just the work-life balance, financial situations, of course, opportunities, jobs, all of these other factors and influences too that I'm not mentioning, they have to be very attractive to attract all of these future prospective athletic training students and making sure that we support them so that we can grow the profession and support sports and all of the athletes again. So that's a couple of things that I just wanted to mention in this episode, but I don't want to take away from National Athletic Training Month. So the bottom line is what I really want everyone to do out there is anyone that you've worked with in the past, athletic trainers who have helped you along your journey personally, maybe has helped to support you as an athlete, or even after your competitive sports career was done, maybe you interacted with an athletic trainer. If you're a parent now, maybe an athletic trainer is helping your kid as they navigate through sports. Or if you're just in the medical world and you've come across or interacted with an athletic trainer, just everyone that knows an athletic trainer, go and thank them, show your appreciation, I know athletic trainers are typically behind the scenes and they don't expect any thank you, but it will go a long way if you just thank them, explain to them how they've helped you, maybe made a positive impact on your life to recover from something or just keep you healthy in general. So just go and thank all of the athletic trainers you know and also spread the word. If people don't know about athletic trainers, maybe it's your teammate that got injured. Maybe it's someone that doesn't know what an athletic trainer actually does. You can use this information that I talked about today and just share a little insight with them to advocate for the athletic training profession. Because as we spread the word as to what athletic trainers do, that helps to bring more value to the profession. It helps to create awareness. And again, it opens up the possibilities for future positions and the future direction of the athletic training profession. So that is what I wanna end off with is tell all your athletic trainers that you know, thank you very much for everything that they do. And of course, for those of you that have access to athletic trainers, go and see how they can help you because I guarantee in some shape or form, they will be able to help you. And the whole model of this month, March National Athletic Training Month for 2023 is that there's an AT for that. And I truly believe that, that athletic trainers, they bring value in so many different ways, so many different settings. So go talk to your athletic trainer and see how can they help you? How can they help you to reach some of your goals? And again, just appreciate everything that they do to help and support you. So other than that, that is all that I have for today for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this one. Happy National Athletic Training Month to all of my colleagues and fellow athletic trainers out there. And for everyone else, keep doing what you're doing. Keep training hard, train smart, take care of your body so that you can do all the things that you love to do. Other than that, be sure to check out my social media channels. Everything's at HNL Movement. You can check out my YouTube channel as well. Just search for HNL Movement. And also check out the previous library of episodes on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. I release new episodes every Tuesday. 
So check back for that. I will be back here same time, same place next week. Until then, have a great week, everyone. Aloha.